0: This is Big Girl Pants Podcast, where we talk about women, health, power and wealth, hosted by April Melton and Kimberly Shapiro. We are real women with real jobs doing real life. Join us while we showcase inspirational stories and inspirational people. Come on, y'all put your big girl pants on and stay tuned. Hi, hey, (laughs) how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. So we're back. Back again. Oh, again. Yeah. Howdy. In we have a guest with us too. Yeah. Miss Catherine. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. Actually, yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah. So we're going <laughs> to tell a story. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what happened. So um, last October-ish, September, October, um, we actually had Catherine on as a guest and uh, we never posted it until <laughs> she sent an email. I think it was like, we, well, period. We never posted it, Period. <laughs> She sent an email inquiring. (laughs) Hey. And I even think I forgot to respond to that, if I remember.
1: So Shapiro's (laughs) making us look
0: really good right now. I titled
1: on your mom is what happened. I talked to your mom about it. Oh,
0: good. Well, (laughs) this is not, I promise everyone, this is not normal. No. This has happened to two people only in a hundred guests. I think this is a hundred and two or three. Yeah. So it's happened two times (laughs) in three years and uh, just sincerest apologies. The fact that you're even gracing us with your presence and allowing us to hear your story again Speaks Thank volumes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. And we actually were going to post our, that that uh, interview, but now that we have this really sexy, awesome yeah. studio, studio, I thought... Love it. Because this was back in COVID times when everything was Zoom. Yeah. Well, that isn't as much fun as this. Right. No. So we've got her back. Yes. And we're so excited. In person,
1: yeah. which is even better. Yeah. So First better. time meeting in person since yeah. we did Zoom yeah. last time. And I, I appreciate it because... I totally understand being an entrepreneur, how crazy and up and down and roller coaster yeah. things can be. And you guys are side hustling this podcast so well. Thank um, you. I've enjoyed listening to it personally. So I understand completely and happy to be back. And well, we're
0: happy you're here. Yeah, thank yes. you. So tell everybody a little, um, you know, just your business and what you do, like a quick little
1: bio, and then we'll dive into the details. Yeah, sure. So I'm a founder of a, a business called Design Life Project. So it's a health coaching company where we I help people that really understand how to eat wisely and live in a way that they're designing their best life. So it's so much more than just food, calories in, calories out, exercise, yeah. but really getting the mindset piece of the puzzle right, getting the environment that you live around in right, so that you can actually live out these habits long term as right. opposed to feeling like you're caught in that diet wheel. So, in addition to that, I um, am a certified trainer right now, coaching at Orange Theory, but by the time this is Posted. I will probably no longer be there because I'm going to be moving to remote work full time and working on a trailer, but it'll be Airbnb for a while, living around, just kind of exploring and continuing to grow my business online. That's amazing. for
2: you. What made you make that decision?
1: To go remote? Yeah. Well, I am a very family-oriented individual, and in the next four weeks, there will be no family left in Texas. And so I- The family is moving to Ohio and the rest of my family is either in Thailand or Canada. So it kind of opens up. I don't, I can't, no offense, Ohio people. I know it's a great place, but I just can't see myself there. So I've got to figure out where to go next. And so I figured the best way to do that was to bounce around for a little while. Yeah. Um, And I have always loved to travel, obviously with COVID, that's been harder to do. So local travel is the way to go. And I am super fascinated with longevity science and um, happiness science, which is actually ah. a real thing. And there are places in the U.S. that have like super high happiness index. Oh, and please I want do to tell live us where those yes, places in yes. those cities. So the two on my list right now are Charlottesville, Virginia okay. um, and Asheville, North Carolina. So they're ranked almost twice as high in the happiness index as Dallas. And so I'm super excited to go to some of these places. Um, And the happiness index really is based on walkability, on like access to community and cultural events, uh, whether sometimes they find that people in the warmer areas, there's a lot of high happiness in Florida. Yeah. (laughs) So it might might bounce around there too. But I just find it fascinating that you can actually rank happiness. And Uh so some of the cities on my list are high in happiness index factor, and I want to go check them out and see if that's where I actually want to permanently land. And it
0: sounds like it's a little bit bittersweet, like lo- having your family move away mm-hmm. is probably very difficult, but it's kind of ripping that Band-Aid off and forcing you to go do these yeah. things that you otherwise might not do.
1: Yes, I saw a quote and it was like, sometimes it takes 10 years for the one year that'll change your life. And that's what 2021 feels like for wow, me.
0: Wow, I
2: love that. Me too.
1: Yeah, oh, girl. That's so cool. It's a good and bad, I'm right?
2: I'm like super intrigued by the happiness the happiness ranking and stuff like that I'm like hmm because if you think about it like um, areas like Seattle or Portland, like they're super rainy and very drab. Mm-hmm. The weather's super drab, but I don't, I don't know how closely that correlates with like suicide rates and depression, but like, I know personally living in Texas, if it's not sunny, I'm mm-hmm. miserable. Yeah. And like, I just love being outside and yeah. when the weather's nice, even if I'm you stuck in the office, yeah. Yeah. even if I'm stuck in the office, I'm like, Oh my God, it's, so sunny. Yeah, it's
1: sunny. Vitamin yeah. D yeah. is your best friend in the winter and the rainy weather so because true. trying to keep that energy level up and, yeah, your mood up. I am one of those very, very impacted by the weather. So yeah. yesterday we had too. some gloomy day yep. and I called my best friend. I was like, I don't know what's up with me, but I'm in a mood today. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, it's the weather. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. My yeah. husband is like oh, that. Yeah. He is
0: grumpy, literally from... November to February, yeah, and then he's happy. <laughs> and summertime, he's it's like magic. He's living his best life. Yep, it's amazing, 100%. yeah. But I mean, the winter months really affect him. And I mm-hmm. even say sometimes you need to go. I know, I know, it's not good to get in a tanning bed. Whatever, man. Sometimes, like, but 10 minutes I feel or something like just 5-10 is... minutes just to kind of give you the mm-hmm. feel of yeah. the, the warmth and the warmth yeah. on yeah. your skin. so you understand like why Canada
1: and Ohio are not on my list. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes <definitely. they're> cold <laughs> <laughs> So
2: uh, yeah, I used to live in North Dakota too. Miserable. Beautiful, um, I'm sure though. I want to talk a little bit more about your business and breaking it down and what like maybe your ideal client or target is and then yeah. what it is that you actually do for those people. Because her and I, I mean, everybody in general, anybody that is health conscious and gives a two craps about their diet, like they know the struggle mm-hmm. and the, the cycle, right? Cyclical, like you go mm-hmm. on a diet and then you fail and then you mm-hmm. feel like a failure and then you go on another diet and then you fail, you feel like a failure, like yeah. all those things.
1: Yeah. And I, that's a hundred percent why design life is what it is. And I'll pull it way back in my own struggles. It was definitely, it was in my twenties. Um, I was working for a consulting company, one of the largest in the world. I was traveling Monday through Thursday on an airplane, living in a hotel, work hard, play hard, 60 hours was a light week. Yeah. Um, and I had no life outside of work and my health was suffering from it. And because I was in my twenties, I somehow just powered through it, but it was at the sacrifice of my health. I was not sleeping um, because I was living on airplanes. I, once I actually hit a bed, I couldn't figure out how to sleep for my life. I had migraines twice a week. I was had PC powder in my car so I could just pop it right yeah. under my tongue all Remember the time. Yeah. Um, neck injuries from car wrecks that I didn't properly take care of. I couldn't quite get a handle on that was at a chiropractor constantly. And I was like falling asleep in the stall at work, like at two o'clock, you know, after lunch, I take like go to the bathroom and I'm like, can I just sleep right here? (laughs) No, I don't think I ever actually fell asleep. But man, I was that tired that I could just sleep in the middle of the workday. And I was Twenty two, twenty four. This, I mean, that's unacceptable. That's crazy. To and it's just a little bit of that burning the candle at both ends lifestyle. And then my father was diagnosed with cancer. He had prostate and bladder cancer, and he's great now. He's healthier now than he was ten years ago uh, when this story started. But it was my wake up call because I was doing what he was doing, the corporate life, like chasing mm-hmm. after that um, career path. At the expense of my health, and I feel like for him to get sick was like my aha moment of like, you're headed that way, girl, mm-hmm. if you don't do something differently. Yeah, you're not far from it. Yeah, so... I think, um, blessing in disguise, he was in Asia on an assignment at the time, and he did his uh, treatments there. And here they they want chemo and surgery was what the recommendation was. And so he did the k- surgery, but then went over to Asia to continue his treatments. And they put him on fruits, vegetables, exercise, stress reduction, and medicine. Yeah. So it's, medicine wasn't not a part of it, but there was so much more it was around it. a holistic yeah, approach. Right. That was my wake-up call. Like yeah. When we do weight loss and we looking, I remember flipping through, tearing out a magazine, like women's health magazines and like trying to follow the workout plan or follow the diet that was the fad that time. That's so narrow-minded. It's so narrow-minded and we're not focusing on that big picture of like, what is the environment around you either leading you towards disease or leading you towards health and yeah. how are you eating for life so that you can run around with your kids? I always say I want to do handstands when I'm 100. Like Same. That's
2: that's Same. the life goal. Uh,
1: me yep. too. And when you have handstands when you're 100, as your life goal, you make really big, different decisions than so if true. I just want to be a size four in 30 days. Right.
0: I agree Which with that. Insanity. I tell everyone I would love to be 105. <laughs> I really do. And I mean it and I'm going to, yep. but it does impact the decisions that you make. You're not making them because you want to lose weight. You're making them because you want to live a long, healthy life. Period.
1: 100%. So that's where the Design Life program was built from. It's is getting into that more positive experience and enjoying the journey and knowing where you're going. Um, I find a lot of people, they're so focused on a carrot. And I remember this in corporate when I was in corporate wanting to leave my job to do this full-time. I was like, well, once I have... Fifty thousand dollars saved. I'll I'll quit my day job and I'll yeah. do this full time. And then fifty turned into seventy, and then seventy turned into eighty, and eighty turned into like there was never enough money to make me brave enough to leave the comfort and go do what I was passionate about. That's the same thing with your weight loss. Like when I hit one hundred fifty pounds, I'm going to be happy. You'll never be happy. Then I, then it has to be one hundred forty pounds, right. and then it has to be 130 pounds. It's always destination pounds.
2: happiness. Like you're always chasing some carrot. invisible goal. It's carrot day. They're dangling the you're dangling the carrot in front of yourself. Yeah. You know, it's such and a negative it's never, experience. You'll never get. There.
1: This is such a negative experience, and it makes me so sad because I watch it at the gym, being a, in group fitness for the last four years, watching these women just never satisfied with their results, and it gets to a point where you have to realize that's something on the inside yeah, happening for sure. So that's what we start with with Design Life. Um, I have four pillars that I teach, but instead of starting with exercise or eating, we start with mindset. Yeah, and there's two pieces of the mindset. It's like Recognizing your values and your purpose, and why you wake up in the morning and who you wake up for, and Mm -hmm. breaking away from the noise of anybody else telling you what you should or should not be, but knowing who your inner circle is and what you're about, and waking up for them and for you only. And then it's also having a positive mindset towards eating habits and your body and what you look in the mirror, and learning to. pay attention and being aware of that negative Nancy mm-hmm. between your two ears. So that has got to come first. And yeah. I feel like that is where the fitness industry and the nutrition industry has failed so many women. I
0: agree.
1: Um, one, it's hard to do the heart work. And so we don't do it. It's so much easier to be given a do step one, two, three, four, and five, and then you'll be your body weight type that you want to be. And right. that, that's such BS. Like you can't have a prescribed step-by-step process. We're not all the same. No. no. Yeah. Right. I remember just completely not nutrition related but like when oh, I went through a really bad breakup I remember going to a counselor and being like just tell me how to get over this. Like tell me what to do to not feel like this anymore. Yeah. And she's like e- there's no steps. Right. There's no steps. I was, I was about
2: to say yeah. I hope the counselor was good and she was like man yeah, yeah. but yeah. my
1: type A achiever was like if you give Same. me steps I will work the steps perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> but I will do the steps and I can do the steps and I will ace the steps. Yes I will ace the steps and I will still feel crummy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because so, I will suppress it but so I did the steps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, to be so we've got to address the whole person. Um, so renewing your mind is really the first piece of the puzzle. And then the second piece is a build on renewing your mind. It's community mm. because... I think group fitness is amazing, but the reason group fitness is amazing is because of the people around you. Yeah, not because the workout's better nope. than doing it on your own. Right. You pay a crazy amount of money for that gym membership because yep. your people are there. Yep. Because you're inspired by the person to the left and the right of you. That's community. And they
2: drive you. They motivate you to yeah. do better. Whether they
1: know they're motivating you or not. Exactly. And I think that's such an amazing thing. And that's why I um, have been a trainer for you know almost 10 years, but I stopped with one-on-one training and I only do group because... I think it's just so much more long-term impactful for results. And so community is such an important piece of the puzzle. When you talk longevity science, every... Uh, place in the world where the, the most zones. centurions uh-huh. live, the yep. Blue Zones. They all have some sort of community. It's, so all about, true. it's all about
2: The Guy. Have you guys read that book? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's like full. It's full spectrum, mm-hmm. right? Because it's not just about what it is that you can achieve. It's about what it is that you can achieve with the help of right. also your community. Exactly. It's like the same thing as they say. Um, it takes a village. Mm-hmm. It takes a village to raise a child. It takes a village to raise a grown up too. <laughs> like, it takes a village yeah. to sure. live a healthy
1: lifestyle. And the truth is, if let's say if your best friend or the people you spend time with are smokers you're 50% more likely to be a smoker. Yeah. If your closest friends are overweight, you're 50% more likely to be overweight.
0: i just talking about this. You yeah. are like the five people that you surround yourself yeah. with, so and level up.
1: That's what community is all about. And that doesn't mean stop spending time with those people that right, are where no. you're at. It just right. means add in those positive exactly. relationships that are going to inspire you to be better. Yes. So we really, with COVID, oh gosh, that's such an important piece of the puzzle is finding that community. So many people are isolated right mm-hmm. now. And I think they're saying the average weight gain is like seven pounds or something amongst yeah. women in America over this last year. I'm
2: surprised that it's only 7. I'm surprised
1: too. Yeah. yeah, I gained 10. Maybe 7 is just what I gained. I gained 10. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I
0: mean I'm down I'm down 6 now, yeah. but I gained 10. Yeah. yeah.
1: A hundred percent, and so it, with COVID, I think it's even more important that we readdress, and it's actually an opportunity to readdress mm-hmm. how you want to show up in the world again. Yeah, because a lot of times you just get kind of get swept away with it, and you don't even look to the left and right of you and realize if you're following people that are going where you want to go. Yeah. Well, now coming back into the world almost a year later, we have that opportunity to assess, reevaluate. If the people that we are spending time with are the people that are going to help us live a healthy lifestyle mm-hmm. or bring us Or down. hold us back. Yeah, yeah, bring us down. And you. I'm not saying don't hang out with unhealthy people, but you do want to spend more time with healthy people. Yes. So how do you fill the gaps with those people that you want to be like? You just have to be more selective. So right? once you get Renew Your Mind and community, then we can start talking about eating wisely. And eating wisely for me is a very plant-strong diet, not 100% plant-based. I don't think that's right for everybody. But I know when my father was diagnosed with cancer, plant-based nutrition was a huge part of yeah. getting the inflammatory foods into his body so his body could heal from the inside out and getting his gut health better um, as well. And so we teach about how can you add more plants. And everything we teach about during Eat Wisely is like positive. How can you add this? How can you do more of as this? As opposed taking to, away. Yes. Yeah. As opposed so, to
2: focusing on what you're not getting, you focus on what you can have.
1: Yeah. So we focus on more of a positive perspective. There's not like calorie counting and restricting and things like that. But we are going to focus on how do you add more good. Yeah. And then the last piece of the puzzle, the fourth, is movement. So moving more. And again, it's more than just that hour you spend at the gym. Because if you think about our grandparents, they didn't have gym memberships. Mm-hmm. But they had a healthy, more healthy BMI than we have now. Yeah. Yes. Why right. is that? Yeah. They moved more throughout their entire day. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, you're a crazy busy mom that can't get to the gym for an hour because an hour actually is two when you get there, do your hair, shower, all that other stuff. But right. can you move more throughout your day? Right. Sure. Let's yes. find ways to do that. Yeah. Take
0: the stairs instead of the elevator yeah. things like that. Right. So yeah.
1: move more. Is very much about more of your environment and getting more movement throughout your environment as opposed to necessarily working harder at the gym.
0: Yeah, I love that. Me too. I want to talk about the first pillar, which is happiness. Is that right? Yeah, renew your mind. Renew your mind. I really think people feel like happiness is an emotion. Mm -hmm. I don't think it is. I think it's a habit. Mm -hmm. I think you really train yourself. I like that. I I think think it's a choice. It's a choice. I think you can actually, you wake up every morning and you have a choice to feel like, oh crap, Mm -hmm. I got to go to work today. 100%. Hit the snooze button. God, it's another damn day. Or you can wake up and immediately feel grateful for the fact that you were allowed to wake up again. Yep. You take another breath. Mm-hmm. You're like, this is amazing. I'm going to go live my best day in yes. my best life. Yes. Yeah. And I think it really starts from gratitude. I think that's what's, where it's all centered. Just being grateful for what you have, where you are, and the life that you're living instead of poking at all the things that you don't like and i mean i will say that that's that's for sure
2: a choice that you get to wake up and be happy but i think the struggle for some people is that they really are in a really crappy situation yes. and the same thing especially for covid like you're not you don't get to hang out with the people that you yeah. value the most maybe maybe not texas i mean let's be real we've been kind of a rebel and a renegade in this whole process mm-hmm. but like you don't get to see the people that you love every day maybe some people are overly cautious about covid or yeah. you're in a really crappy situation you got laid off and you don't have any money, or you can't afford your gym membership anymore, or anything like that. It's 100% a choice. I think that there's something to be said for current situations and for people
0: who are just in really crappy environments, but it's definitely a choice. I agree with that. And it's definitely, you know, everyone is, has their own situation and their challenges that they're dealing with. There is a uh, a movie and a book about a real life scenario. And I cannot remember this guy's name. He was an evangelist late in life, but this was back in like World War I time timeframe, I believe, or World War II time timeframe. He was uh, also an Olympian uh, a runner. Do you guys know who I'm talking keep about? Keep going, keep going. I can't remember okay. the, the name of this guy, but anyway, long story short, he, um, he winds up after he's in the Olympics, he winds up um, joining the military and he is out to sea there. I think they have a ship, you know, uh, it doesn't sink, but they're yeah, it's captured, whatever. And they wind up in a Japanese uh, POW camp. Yeah. And he's surrounded by, you know, a lot of his buddies from his. What do you call it when you're in a platoon, platoon whatever. Yeah. Um, And when he writes his book at the age of like 70, 80, he says the reason that and they were beaten. They were tortured. tormented, yeah. tortured. Yeah starved. It was a terror. I mean, when we're talking about our situation, come right. on, that's about as grim as it could possibly yep, get. Mm-hmm. Um I mean they're they're eating food that has maggots. I mean it can't get worse. I'm just mm-hmm. my, my protein point is, <laughs> He writes this book in the seventies, eighties and says the reason that he survived mm-hmm. and and lived when a lot of his platoon members did Didn't. not was his mindset. Yeah. He was able to wake up every day and say, "Thank you God for letting me be alive. Thank you for another opportunity to make it back home." Yeah. So, I really still believe even when your circumstances yeah, 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 are yeah. grim or even when they're negative, yeah. it's still your choice. Our choice to see and find the good because yeah. there is always good. We just have to peel the layers back and find it. Totally. Pay attention to it. Yeah. And 100% it takes practice.
1: Practice. Because I think I was so much more like where you were at Can really it uh, where it's like, I just need to be happy. Like, why am I not happy? gosh, now I'm beating myself up for not being happy. <laughs> when And what was happening to me, it was I was in corporate America, I was working that consulting job, and it was a great job for all the reasons on paper I should be happy. right? But I was out of alignment. Yeah. I was out of alignment, not doing what I was called to do, for whatever variety of reasons, too afraid to step into that arena. And so because of my out of alignment, I was not capable of maintaining a happiness. And so that was a big aha moment for me is like, I got to be true to myself yeah. if I want to be happy. Yeah. Uh, and so whether it's something that's out of your control, or for me, that was something I could control, I was just too dang scared yeah. to make that step. You can control what you can control to walk that path. And then I do think that A habit is a consistent small behaviors every day that lead into something big. And so one of the big concepts that we teach in my program is called the consistency chain. And I totally stole that. That's not my idea. But it's a simple, small, enjoyable, doable habits that you can do every day. Mm-hmm. little by little by little so instead of feeling like i can't have that piece of cake i can't what do this what can you do what can you do to be healthier today what mm-hmm. can you do to be happier today and it might be something so small and when i when we talk about this idea of this consistency chain what can you do to be happier today it has to be able to something you can do today yeah, it has yeah. to be something you can start now yeah. not do you tomorrow offer not suggestions the weekend. to
0: people or do you you know do you yeah. give them some cuz some people will be like i don't know i just don't know right
2: yeah.
1: And it, some people we do. start out
0: like really defeated. I'm yeah. sure you've had some clients that are
2: just like, you know, melancholy, mm-hmm. just, um, just nothing is going right, pessimistic, stuff like that. So.
1: Yeah, it's simple. I mean, we have, I have a list that they can, they can look over, but I really do want them to come up with their own thing. And it's as simple as I'm going to call a friend once a day. Yeah. Pick up the phone and call somebody once a day. Yeah. Um, or I'm going to Put a glass of water by my bed and drink that glass of water first thing in the morning. If right. it's healthy, simple habits like that um, that they can add to their day, mm-hmm. as opposed to feeling restrictive, that they can successfully do every day. Because at the end of the day, I I know for me with the happiness, I tried to do a gratitude practice and write my things every day but every some days I just woke up and it was yeah. gloomy outside and my mood feeling wasn't it. feeling it yeah. and so that behavior just wouldn't, I didn't have the motivation what I find when you can do one little happy thing a day that takes very little time, makes you feel good when you have it done yeah. is that the momentum starts to take over mm-hmm. from uh, motivation because motivation doesn't last me on a gloomy day, nope. like I just don't have motivation that day yeah. so the momentum is what's going to carry me forward surrounded by the community that's already encouraged encouraging me to stay on track. Yeah. Um, and that's where over time I find it's easier to be naturally happy. Now I, I really do wake up and I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for this. Like yeah. I can think, I can think of things, but I remember those days in corporate where the alarm would go off and I'm like, Buh. like <laughs> you ever like rolled out of bed where your feet are on the ground, but your top half is still on the bed. Yes. you like those kind of moments. Yes. I've had those too. And so it's taken a lot of practice for me. It was very much getting an alignment of where knowing my, why knowing my purpose, knowing what I was waking up for in the morning changed it for me. Yeah. And so having to figure that out when you're in your thirties and 40s and fifties is not yeah. easy. Yeah. Cause Especially you've got you lots of layers of failure, a spouse, right, lots you know. of other people pulling at Aiding your parents expectations. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. So doing that work takes a guide. It takes having somebody coach you through and it takes that intentional work. And I think sometimes we just want the steps. So, I
0: agree with that. It does take you need help and assistance. I was telling her yeah. um, earlier. I actually have a spiritual guru now, mm-hmm. which is so cool because they they teach you how to meditate yeah, and love they it. just teach you how so to fun. find your center. But I I sought him out. I literally prayed for him, and I think um, because I don't feel I need I need somebody to hold me accountable. Mm-hmm. That's just how my brain works. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah. 100%, yeah. We all, I do better with deadlines. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah or when sure. I have to answer to someone.
0: Um I was going
2: to ask your typical client, because this sounds like a process, right? And it takes Mm -hmm. time to implement all these changes. So your typical client, how long are you working? Yeah.
1: So our program, I have a program where I take a small group of ladies at a time and it's a 12 week program. So we send about two weeks on every one of those pillars. That gets you to eight weeks. And the final four is maintenance. And I find a lot of times maintenance is like that add on you have to buy at the end. That's super expensive. And I don't feel like that's the right way to go about it if you're trying to have long term goals. And so that's that 12 week is is really like content heavy learning process you're doing some work for the 8 weeks and then the last 4 is like okay it's got to be a habit now let's find those roadblocks that we're going to come up anyways and address them while we're still together which right. is good
2: because that 4 weeks cuz you know it takes like 21 days
0: to make a habit right. or something so you have just enough time Yeah we're
1: together almost 90 days. That's awesome. Okay.
0: Yeah. And what is the I don't want to say success rate but the the completion rate where people who start finish.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a really interesting question. So the ones that want to be the type A achiever, mm-hmm. they're going to lose their motivation in that 12 weeks. Okay. That And that's what's so funny to me. And that's why the consistency chain is such a big part of what we do. The ones that are open-minded and they're ready to learn and they really want to learn um, are very successful. Uh, but I do find that, that about three to four weeks or three to five weeks in, that's like that uh, part where it's either going to be make or break. You're either going to make this part of your life or you're going to make up excuses on why it's not going to work for Uh you. So um, the beauty of what I do is that we, the women that are starting, for example, we've got a group starting on Tuesday. There's six of them, a very small group so that I can be like, hey – I know you haven't checked in, yeah, check, and and yeah. be there walking beside them. You know, no, I know their kids' names. I know that they're, they're struggling with. We we have that relationship where we can have that um, more intimate conversation, help them get over their hurdles. Because there's some real emotional stuff, yeah, uh, when it comes to getting to that making healthier choices for the long haul. Yeah, and so yeah, it's it and that's definitely another depends. that's a thing.
2: Like we had um, Cassandra. What's her last name? Oh, Vataka. Vataka. So Mm -hmm. we had, um, she's, her profession is a financial advisor, but she wrote a book called The Happiness Formula. And she talks about the EQ, emotional Mm -hmm. quotient, quotient, which is like, you know, your emotional maturity. And once you start getting into the minds of people and the barriers that they have to break through Mm -hmm. to make those changes, like, it's so it's huge yeah. and there's so many like it it boggle it blows my mind because i am just fortunate enough to have a very tumultuous upbringing so i had to face <laughs> all Resiliency. this stuff like yeah. very early so i'm like oh yeah you just you just do that, Like, it's yeah. fun, you just work through it or you just get over it or what, you know what I mean? Like, so I've been, I've been blessed and fortunate in that aspect that I got to go through some really heavy things early so that I was like, oh yeah, I mean, you, you just kind of get through your trauma yeah. and you just work through it or whatever. But once you start getting um, adults who have made it through their lives without facing this eq right Mm -hmm. the emotional quotient they didn't have to start doing that emotional work that's where you find um the hesitance and the resistance right because um and i i'm i think i've let my certification lapse but i was a certified professional trainer Mm -hmm. um before uh, i probably started like when we started Mm -hmm. the podcast like two years ago and that was the one thing that i found is it's not about the diet and the exercise Mm -hmm. it's about getting into that mental Getting into the mental piece with, especially with women, and I talked to one of my friends who was a, a physical therapist. She's a, yeah, she's a physical therapist, or she was like an assistant or something at the time. But no, she was a physical therapist. Um, and she was like, I would, I couldn't even, I couldn't even start. And I was like, why? And she was like, because the mental aspect of training is a hundred percent different than just the physical. She's like, I could never put myself in that situation because getting someone changing someone's habits enough to motivate them to go to the gym is your work mm-hmm. it's not just about showing them how to do squats yeah 100 like, yeah yeah
1: Which is where the group fitness, I think, and that's the key of why I found for me, group fitness is a better fit. Yeah. Because I would get so annoyed when I first started as a trainer. I was working at a corporate office by day, training at their gym at at lunchtime in the evening. So I was kind of like doing that slash career, working my way Mm -hmm. out. And I would go train somebody at 11 o'clock in the morning. And then I'd go down to the cafeteria and there they were eating burger and fries. and I'm like, what? (sighs) <sighs> why are you <laughs> wasting my time in yours? Like it just I, mean, I get it burgers and fries are great in moderation but right. like watching them continue to not make it a holistic Yes, right. and they just if I just give you this money and you teach me how to do this right. then I'll hit my goals it's not that simple Right. you've got to be willing to show up and do the work and so I actually do a discovery call before any client joins just to make sure they're in a the right place and there's times where the answer is hey you're you're not and right, that's okay yeah. like, I'm probably
2: not the right person for you right now it's or, a, and that yeah. is
1: okay Like and I have things that I offer that are kind of more of a smaller scale that you can kind of work your way to Mm. uh, and you can join and just continue to absorb uh, you got to be ready to, to work when it's time to make those life-lasting right. uh, changes. changes. Yeah. I uh, and I find that you're asking about like my soulmate client type. Like they are typically women that are pivoting somewhere in their life because that's mm-hmm. when it happened to me. Like the pivot of my dad's cancer was like a wake-up call for me. I find women that kids are just now getting to the point where they're self-sufficient mm-hmm. or they're, maybe they're going through a divorce or maybe their kids are going to college and they're becoming empty nesters. Mm-hmm. Like there's usually a pivot. Something. Some kind something of transitional that period. Yeah. yeah right. Shook them and woke them up and they're like, okay, now's time. Right. Or maybe they've given everything, their time, their energy, their priorities to their family. And they finally are getting that opportunity to give themselves that time and priority, mm-hmm. but they're not really even sure where to start. Yeah, uh, Those are the women that I typically work with. They are go-getters. They have it in them. They've just been putting that intention and focus elsewhere for mm-hmm. a period of time at the expense of their own self. Yeah. And they're Which we do. looking around all the time. All right. the Put ourselves time. on back burners all the time. All the time. And I find that the number one objection I end up having to overcome is that failure to failure, fear. Like fear of failing. If mm-hmm. I finally start paying attention to me and if I finally start doing the work and I don't see results, that means there's actually something wrong with me.
2: What if some? What if people laugh well, at me? Yeah. Like what if, what if they stop being my friend mm-hmm. because of it? What yeah. if, what if, what if? We could kill ourselves with what ifs. Mm-hmm. For real. Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So I find that overcoming that objection is usually the make or break of whether they're going to join the journey and see progress or if they're going to stay in that safe, which is so ironic to me, safe and comfortable, but it's not comfortable. At all. Every, or you everyone I talk exactly, to, right. they're like, not comfortable right. in their clothes, yeah. but they're not uncomfortable <laughs> enough. not
0: even comfortable in their clothes. <laughs> yeah. That's not
1: uncomfortable enough. But they're not uncomfortable mm-hmm. enough to get out of that, what they know to be a comfort zone. Well, and it's I, also like I get it. It's hard to be Misery loves uncertain. company,
2: right? Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's very easy to be yeah. apathetic and to just stay.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and if
2: you look, like we
0: mentioned earlier, if you look at somebody who's severely unhealthy, you look at the people they surround themselves with, likely those individuals are unhealthy as well. And so there's no accountability, even Mm -hmm. if it's an internal accountability, because we kind of measure ourselves by the people that we're around. And if everyone is also unhealthy, especially if you are maybe healthier than any of them and you're unhealthy, Mm -hmm. you're like, I'm winning. Yeah, I feel pretty
1: good about that. (laughs) But you're not
2: winning. And (laughs) you have those people, the naysayers who will be like, oh, like, who do you think you are to want to try to get better or be healthier?
0: Let me tell you, I am. um, It's only 12 days in, but I'm trying to stop drinking. I really don't want to drink alcohol. I know that it's poison. I know that it's bad for me. I know that it makes me fat. I know it makes me tired. Like, I just don't want to do it. Um, but it's a habit, you know, mm-hmm. with when you, it's a social habit. So when you go out
1: or a COVID habit, which is what happened to me,
0: for sure, for <laughs> sure. But I, I really, if I could give it up for the rest of my life, I would be so fine with that. Um, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the goal, but to what you're saying, yeah. people don't like it. It makes them no, uncomfortable. Because, they well, don't like it. What, I'm like, this isn't about you. The choice
2: that you're making challenges their decisions, so they feel uncomfortable, yeah. as if that you're judging them because you've decided not to make this yeah, decision. And this I'm is like, just
0: like, this is truly not about you. It's you the same thing
2: when people all you want. Yep. <laughs> when it's
0: it's the same thing
2: people drinking is yeah. eating bad food and eating, I would add it's the same cake.
1: thing with the gratitude and choosing to be happy sure. because I remember kind of walking into corporate job being like I'm not going to say anything negative I'm not going to talk bad about anyone I'm going to be positive Pollyanna Yeah. and within five minutes of being around people just whining and complaining about it's their contagious. jobs and their yes. life I'm like complaining alongside with them mm-hmm. so that's company. not an actual action of like drinking sure. or eating poorly or smoking but it's a mindset yeah, and oh, if true. you're surrounding yourself around people that are just complainers and, yeah. you know, blaming others and not taking accountability, you will absolutely do the same.
0: I agree with that. I have on my uh, computer at work a sticky note that says block negativity mm-hmm. so that I can be conscious and aware of somebody who comes into my office who's feeling heavy or their energy is heavy and they're just not in a good place or space mm-hmm. that I don't allow that to become contagious. Yeah, because you. Yes, because the second they start complaining and, you know,
1: yeah, and get, don't, they get
0: in that place, it is there you can is buy room into for like
1: it. venting to your yes, girlfriend sure, or your, sure, your significant husband. Sure. Like what's that Brene Brown quote about like in the arena? In the arena. Uh-huh. It's not Brene Brown, it's like somebody it is else Brene- oh, she, it's, she um, took his it's quote. It's a president who is it? Tom, uh, Edison or, uh-uh. or Ed, what, it's something like that. But anyway Roosevelt. Roosevelt, thank mm-hmm. you. And it's talking about like if you're not in the arena getting your butt kicked yeah, every day, you do right. not have a right to tell me one way or the other. That's right. And to that going back to creating community, you have to know who the people in your arena are. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones that get to call you out when you're being negative. Those yeah. are the ones that get to encourage you when you're doing good. Yeah. Not the naysayers right. that are probably more like your office mates and things like that right. that don't necessarily have the inner workings and have permission into that part of your life. Oh, I love that. So there's permission, not that you can't permission. be negative because If you talk to some of my closest people, they'll tell you I'm prone to negativity. It's my, if y'all are Enneagram, it's my Enneagram in me. What number are you? I'm a six. So on a good day, I'm the most loyal friend you will ever have in your entire life. On a bad day, I'm looking out for every single thing that could possibly go wrong to come up with a game plan of how to fix that thing. Yeah, right. That can lead me to be an ultimate worrier yeah. and even lead towards negativity if I'm not careful. And so I have to know that the people in my world know this about me. So sure. when I can get on that little negative train, they yeah. they understand it's just my worry, it's just my way of thinking through a potential issue to resolve and they get me back on track right away uh, without making me feel bad for having a, a more of a negative right. outlook on something because that's my way of approaching life is yeah. like look for issues and resolve issues and make right. the Best choice and move forward. So there's people know me and they know that about me, and that's an important piece of the puzzle. Is that community gets you? They understand where you're coming from. So that when you do have a bad day, you, you can't, don't have to just bottle it up and like exactly. trudge along, put it on your shoulders, and somehow get over it. You no, you go to the people that are you've given permission to speak into your life, and you speak out all the crap yeah. and move forward. So there's that balance of having that community around you. I don't want it to sound like you always have to be happy, you always yeah. have to be grateful. Right, right. Like bad stuff doesn't happen. True. Like you were saying, like bad stuff does happen. Yeah. We have bad days. Yeah. Weeks, months, like tough stuff is happening right now. Years, Last uh,
2: year. <laughs>
1: right? The whole thing. I'm not saying like, let's not be so like, la, 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 that it doesn't mean that bad things are happening and that we don't have tough days, but yeah. it's just that recognition of we're not going to stay in there. We're going to talk through it and we're going to find a community that's going to encourage us to continue trying to make positive choices. Yeah. I think
0: that is why I am such a challenging person to be around sometimes <laughs> Is I am the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. I am perpetually just happy, mostly positive, mostly optimistic. Call it a
1: woo personality.
0: Yeah, woo! and it, exactly. <laughs> and it can be a lot for somebody who's not like that. My husband and I, Jordan Peterson, has a you. You and uh, Matt ought to take this. They ha- he has a like a. It's a personality assessment, but it what it does is it'll test you, it'll test your spouse, and then it'll bring it together and then spit out the, this is where your challenges could be. Huh. So Brad, my husband, is has a tendency to be a little bit negative, and he scored, it's a zero to a hundred, he scored on the, you know, we'll call it the negativity scale, that's not what it's called, but we're going to call it that. He scored like a 98, <laughs> guess what my score was? A one. Zero. Wow. Oh. You don't even have any of it. Zero.
1: Yeah, and you, you then, would so definitely the, your be I just, it's are, good, That's good to know about you because yeah. I, then I would know, okay, she's just being her.
0: I, that's me. I'm the <laughs> eternal optimist too. Oh, that's like, so, yeah, I'm so, we, so jealous
1: of those personality it, types. Well,
0: but it's annoying if you're not like that. It's a lot. And I think that's why And it's we're, annoying to our spouses because yes, they are not, not like that at all. Yeah. And my husband just thinks I have my head in the sand and I'm yes, like
1: same,
0: No. I'm just living my best life. He thinks, I'm gonna, he thinks he's like What's wrong with you? Yeah, well, I'm like it's perfect nothing, I'm for great, being podcast
1: host because you are naturally going to inspire people.
0: Hopefully, that's yeah. cool. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, so I can I can see how that would be a challenge mm-hmm. to be around somebody like that because you're like that is not ninety percent of the population's reality. Mm-hmm. Well, and not only that, but in and
2: not to derail the conversation, but how do you feel like in leadership that has affected your management ability, like managing people who are not always positive? Like it's a of drain. Course, it's
0: it's an uh yeah. it's an immediate drain, which is why I have blocked negativity. And it's not that I don't want people to come to me and share. Um I do. And I have a very, very open door policy pl- and I actually can absorb because my positivity Quotient, whatever you want to call, is so high. I can take a lot of negativity before it starts to get me down. Yeah. So I think that helps me in leadership because people can bring their shit to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I can and I can handle a lot until I can't. Right. And that's the challenge. Is you know sometimes when it's day in and day out and it's the same complainer constantly and you're like, at what point do you reach your level? Uh, are you are you giving me like an hours question here, a days question? Like, what do you mean? Like, um, no, I'm saying just in general. Like, that's that's what, you know, it's, it's a
2: rhetorical question. Uh, I just yeah, mean like, I, yeah, like well, at I, what point do you reach a level with, in managing people who don't share the same outlook? Because that's what I have too. And I in my in my position now, I do feel as if my management and leadership is you know, expecting me to grow into that type of role. So, and that's something that I'm already practicing. Cause you know, you like, you do the job before you get the For job. Sure. You know what right. I mean? But I listen to everyone and taking in things into consideration and listening to all sides, but also trying to maintain a positive spin on everything like, Um, Just for an example, we were talking about the whole Meghan Markle Prince Harry thing. And and a lot of people feel as if they are really entitled and that they're royal brats and they're complaining. And I'm like, we don't know their story. Like what what may feel like a very rich prison to them? may seem like pleasure to you but mm-hmm. we just don't know you mm-hmm. know and just like making somebody
1: sh- judging your five six dollar coffee is probably feeling the same way about your right yes like you know how yes. nice and well and your end, life is yeah, compared and the to theirs the day, we just
2: don't know their story and yeah and i think that even just saying things like that and keeping an open mind and having that kind of dialogue mm-hmm. with people in my office i know personally um has really like Cut the tension, you know, because mm-hmm. it's like we don't know their story, and, yeah. you, and we're all entitled mm-hmm. to our own opinions. But like, how much of an energy suck is that for it, you it, to just think that way about somebody yeah. else you don't even know? Like, yeah. why, why so are, like are we you doing are that?
0: entitled to an opinion? <laughs> You're
2: totally allowed to have it, but
0: yeah, let's keep things in perspective. Here,
2: right. you know what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> this is interesting that you say this too, because um, my, you know, my mom very well. I do. Um, and Vicky, Happy we were Vicky three. yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> and I, she's my real estate agent now. Yeah. So. yeah. Oh. Um, my mom and I have always had a very good relationship, um, tense and to some degree because I'm, you know, type A and you know, so I, we just operate differently, mm-hmm. but she is more, I would say like you a little bit. And so I would think th- our, that is our biggest communication or our biggest struggle is communication. Mm-hmm. She thinks that I'm living in la la land and I don't deal with anything. And I'm like, no, I'm dealing with it all. It just doesn't, I, I'm, I, you I, like I'm that. fine. Like yeah. I just don't get impacted by the little things they just don't bother me, yeah.
1: But another big piece of all this to be able to do that, as well as even for me, the somebody that struggles with positivity, sure. and just you have to have ways to get rid of all that negativity that's coming through you through the day. So, my best friend works in healthcare, and this has been a year for her. Um, she feels like she's going to battle every yeah, day, every day, and she's, she's, shooting she's up for war getting to that point where she's burnt out I as so many that. people are. And this last couple of weeks with her counselor, she's been having to talk about like, how do you renew? Do so you? that's why I call it renew your mind. Like, how do you renew? Like yeah. you can't just continue to take it on your shoulders, you no matter can't. how positive you are. That's right. yes. You that's have to right. have built in environment triggers that are going to help you reset Refill, refuel. And I know as women, as moms, I see it all the time. Like, we do, they do not refill. Mm -hmm. They just give, 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 give until there's nothing left. And then, of course, you're going to eat that sleeve of thin mint cookies. Like, of course, you're going to choose Netflix right through them (laughs) Over going for a walk. I mean, of course, you have literally nothing Nothing left. left. Yeah. So, what are you doing to renew? And that's a very unique individualistic question and it's hard to figure it out. And I know for me, if I'm go, 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 I, I get like 30 minutes and I'm like, what should I do? Mm. How do I renew? I don't even know. Let me just scroll my phone and then, it, then 30 like, minutes scroll is scroll over. Instagram.
2: That's that is not renewing <laughs> your mind at, all. at but, all.
1: So it's like, how do you have these ideas? Okay. Like, for example, my best friend with healthcare, she, she might be told she's not going in Today And then all of a sudden she has an eight hour day like that because just the it's, she never knows. So she, she gets a day off and she wasn't expecting it. So she sits on our couch all day. (sighs) yeah So we've been, we talk about like, how do you know? Okay. You don't know when you're going to get that time, but when you do get that time, what is something that you can do that doesn't rely on anybody else that can refill your tank that can make you feel Renewed again. So whether it's taking that bubble bath or you have the book on your bookshelf that you're going to read or you're going to go to a coffee shop and just sit by yourself and just have that time, like find those things that you can do that when you do get a little time to you, you can reinvest in yourself because you will scroll your phone every time you'll land on Netflix every time if you don't have some sort of idea in your head of what it takes to renew your mind.
0: Well, and I think too, staying away from, we talk about this all the time, staying away from uh, the news and Mm -hmm. just negative content. Like I I really think that impacts your brain. Mm -hmm. I think everyone should have some sort of um, way of feeding their minds positive, Mm -hmm. whether it's affirmations that you wrote yourself, whether it's a book that you're reading, whether it's a podcast you're listening to, you need to start your day if you can and you have the flexibility like we do when we're getting ready for for work yeah. we usually have a book or a podcast or something going yep. that is positive uplifting like i don't inspirational. listen i don't listen to business books in the morning yeah. ever ever yeah. i have usually two or three books going at any time on my audible account i've got the motivational inspirational Book so for the morning book yeah yep and then usually business on the way home because that's where my head is mm-hmm. and then I've got the weekend stuff so the fun stuff yeah and and I I just think that that's so key when you're really learning how to um, how did you fr- put it.
1: Um, your first pillar. Oh, renew your mind. Renew your
0: mind. Yeah. Get away from this stuff that has a tendency to bring you down.
1: Yeah. It's creating that environment. Yeah. We don't realize like you just said how much your environment is impacting it. So yeah. we beat ourselves up thinking we're failing at this. Right. But everything around us is creating that failure. You think That's about exactly the right. food industry and you know, how the muffin your grandmother ate now has 30% more calories today. Yeah. How is that our fault? And
2: yeah, 47 right. more ingredients. Let's <laughs> yeah. be real. Exactly. That are most why. of them that was- genetically modified. Yeah, yeah. And that were chemically <laughs> combined to make you more addicted to, make to you said
1: crazy. Exactly. Like, So that's an environment factor that we need to own and be aware of and not beat ourselves up over yeah. about, but just be aware of it. Yeah. That's right. Uh, and that's kind of what we try to help people see so that they'll release the reins of like feeling like they... It's failed. their fault. It's their fault. Yeah. It's no, it's it's a lot more than just you. It's the environment around you. Mm-hmm. Can't change all that. So how do we work into it? How do we be aware of it? How do we be more mindful of it? How do we set ourselves up to succeed with the environment that we're living in where there's less movement throughout your day? You're sitting at your desk more. There's more calories in every meal. Everything's been supersized. Yeah. Like how do we find those boundaries that we can live a nice, healthy, happy, balanced life? Right but also not feel like we're constantly just white knuckling our way through a weight loss goal. Yeah.
0: How do you uh, what advice do you give somebody who is living with somebody maybe that it's toxic or it's mm-hmm. not healthy? And you can see they're, they're not in a place where they're going to leave, which is probably the right thing to do. But that's just their environment. What advice do you give to women like that? I think or it, people.
1: you control what you can control. And so for control me, your controllables. control your controllables, that sounds very businesslike. Uh, so the photo means is meaning you have a good group of friends, a good community around you, whether that's in your house or not. You can find that community around you. And then you have little small things throughout your day that bring you joy. You have to find those small things. And finding joy doesn't re- revolve around another person. Yeah. Um, I love that. Thank you for yeah, saying that. 100%. Yeah. Because, I mean, I've been, I've been there, done that when it comes to good relationships, bad relationships, everything in between. And it's so much easier to be like, well, I'm this way because of this person. Right. Mm-hmm. And yes, to a certain extent, your partner is one of your five people that That's we talked right. about. And it is going to make an impact. But that means there's four other people. Yeah. Who are they? That could feed into you. And who are they? But also yourself. Yes, it's
2: just like Will Smith says. He's like, I'm not responsible for him. Her, for my wife's happiness. She's responsible yes. for her happiness. Now, am I here to help to contribute to the happiness? Absolutely,
0: but she has to be happy first. She has to come yes. to the table and be happy. That's right. Mm-hmm. I think that is if everybody on the planet could learn one thing. In my mind, <laughs> own
1: your. That would be it. <laughs> own it would be your like, shit. it is Thank not you. <laughs> your
0: spouse's job to fulfill you. Yeah. It is is not your spouse's and talk about job. Pressure. Right, like that's a lot of pressure. It is bro. your job I gotta fulfill to you. fulfill yourself, <laughs> so that you then can be a good partner for them, yes. and they can yeah. they can you know, obviously you want to be with somebody that you're having fun with, mm-hmm. and life is and, and doing life with them is enjoyable. Right. But it's not their job to make your life enjoyable. No.
1: And then you get into the whole opposite personality. So, yes. like, you're probably doing everything you think is right to make your partner happy, and they're not re- registering that at, exactly behavior right. at all. That's exactly that, the So difference. you cannot rely on that, so true. Not even the, close. that person to <laughs> fulfill you, for sure.
0: Yeah, I learned that. I think I was probably around 30 years old when I learned that. Like, if I'm going to truly be happy in life, mm-hmm. I have to make myself happy. And hopefully by doing that, that will make people around me happy. Yeah. Versus looking for other people to make to you feed happy. Me. It's not gonna yeah. work. Yeah. Right. Extreme ownership. For sure. Yeah. So how are you going? Like, so you're moving somewhere.
1: <laughs> yeah. Don't know where yet. Don't know where. Love it.
0: So, how are you? Is this all um, virtual? Yeah. Okay. So,
1: the 12 week coaching program, a design life project, it's life with a why. You can find it on Facebook or Instagram. Um, so, you can follow the journey and be part of that community there. And then the 12 week coaching program is an evergreen program, which means it, it, it's kind of you can start at almost any point in time okay. and be on week one when somebody else is on week seven. okay. And so you can join that journey when you're ready. We just, I always ask that they have a discovery call with me to make sure that the timing is right and it's a good fit and that you're ready for that accountability and to walk that journey. And so that that is the best way to get involved. And this is for me to be able to work virtually has been a goal I've had for a really long time. I, like I said consulting life, if you remember, like if you've ever hired a, hired a consultant, they have to be the first one there and the last one out whether or not they've done their work, finished their work or not, right? Mm -hmm. So I remember days where I'm like, I literally have done everything that's on my list to do. So I'm just going to sit here and do something, uh, someone else's work, because Mm -hmm. I can't leave until boss man leaves. And so being my own boss has always been a goal of mine so that I can have that time and location freedom. Mm -hmm. So this um, goal of... I don't know where I'm going to be working from in four weeks when this, whenever this podcast launches, who knows where I will be. Yeah. But that's kind of a fun thing is that How you liberating. can.
0: Yes, I am so yeah. jelly. I, I I just love that.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's exciting and nerve wracking and just, I have no idea. Like, I just don't even know the words to use to express what's happening because it's just. It's a mix of emotions, right?
0: I'm sure. Yeah. Like I said earlier, bittersweet because Mm -hmm. there's part of you that's like mourning the loss of the life you've built here. Right. But then how invigorating and exciting to go and do something so new. Think about. Imagine the life that you're creating. Yeah. Yes. So I know. I know
1: my first stop. My um, God willing, my grandmother turns ninety nine in about a month, and Amazing. she lives in Toronto. Good genes, man, yeah. I know, right? So she's our matriarch, and so I, I hope to get up there and spend some time in Toronto. The country itself is, in Canada is very shut down right now. And yeah. I have my. I'm a Canadian passport holder, so it's a little easier for me to get there, but there will be a lot of restrictions involved. So I'm not. quite well, yeah. you have to quarantine quite sure. when you get there? It's changing right okay. now. They have, um, you must take a COVID test when you get to the crossing, border crossing, and then stay in a hotel for three days until your results come back. Okay. So so um, that's not that if, bad. Yeah. It's yeah. actually better um, than it was the last time I went. There was a strict two-week quarantine. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, a
2: girl that I follow on social media, she lives in Florida, but her boyfriend lives in Canada.
1: Oh, that's about as opposite when yeah. it comes to COVID. Wow, so yeah. Girls, I need to talk <sighs> to yeah. her about her, what her Sherry, trans- yeah. transportation is like.
2: Um, but I follow her, and she's like, yep, I'm in Canada now. I came to see Jeff, and we're I have to quarantine for 14 days, so yeah. we're not leaving the house. Yeah, I went, wow.
1: I can't remember now what month it was. Was it August? I went up there, and... I have to quarantine uh, for the 14 days, but I, w- I left in, I think I was there for six, and then I just crossed the border back. And they're like, they're fine to let you go. But if you're there, you have to do your 14-day quarantine. That makes sense. Yeah.
0: Wow. So um, we're at our hour, I believe. Yeah. Dang, out so fast. So fast. So fast. Wow. Um, tell us how we find you or how people find sure. you.
1: Yeah, so Design Life Project Life with a Y uh, is where you'll find me on Facebook. And then you can find me by my name on Instagram. So it's Catherine Pompeo, first and last name
0: cool.
2: Thank you so much for coming back. Yeah. about yeah. be-
1: to yeah. meet you in person. I know yeah. finally.
0: Right. Um, and before we completely conclude, um, I used to ask this question a long time ago, and then I kind of stopped. If you could go back and give your younger self advice. Um, I know it's a little bit of a cliche, but it's, I think impactful for people who are listening. What advice would you give yourself? Yeah. Your 20 year old self, let's say.
1: And do what makes you happy not what society expects of you.
0: Yeah. That's a good one. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I call those years my dark ages. The years that I spent doing what I thought I was supposed to be doing to be happy when that's I so actually crazy. knew Ooh, in my gut. How many people
2: say that too What to do? just like they're like I was completely unfulfilled but I had everything that society said was going to make me happy.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, I think because I started my life out as a teen mom, that there was this expectation of mm. like prove them, pr- prove to everyone yeah. that you're not an exception. You're the like- exception. Well, you're not the statistic. Well, right. But you you feel like such a screw up, right? Yeah. And so you live, you literally live every moment to prove to everyone that you're not that. Yeah. yeah. And it took me so long to get to the point that I'm like, well, maybe I am that. I don't even care. Maybe I'm just doing life. The
1: question I can't find the answer to is if I ever have kids, will I tell them to do what you love or to get, be like get stable, like financially successful, and then pursue it. Because I think even though that I followed society's expectations of me for the first decade of my career, it built a really good foundation that allowed me then to pursue my passion. I agree with that for myself Would I have been able to do this in my 20s successfully? I don't know. know. Well, and that's my real, I don't know answer. Did you have the
2: life training and the skills Mm -hmm. that corporate America taught you to then establish this foundation that you have now? I yeah. would agree with that. Yeah. I would 100% agree yeah, that. So I'm so thankful
1: that. for those dark ages because I do think it gave me the skills to be able to do what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the Paying same time, dues. man, I, mean, I wish I didn't to have to pay those dues. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they were expensive dues. Okay. Very emotionally expensive dues. I love it. Well, we wish you well. Thank you. We're so excited for you. Yeah. Can we follow your journey? Yay. Yeah. And actually, let's reconnect in like six months. Um, I don't love doing Zoom, but let's we can do, do it. Yeah. Let's do um, it. I think
1: I'll be back in Texas in about six months. So we'll, next time I'm back, I'll look y'all up. Yeah, yes. do, because
0: I know people are going to want to know what's happening. We promise yeah. we'll reply to the email. <laughs> do you have a lot of social media like um, content that you put out so yeah, people can follow that Yeah, definitely. That journey? Please
1: jump on and follow the social media. I'm, I'm on there every day. Okay, awesome.
0: cool.
2: Um, you want to plug Tell us? Yeah. It? You can find us um, on YouTube under Big Girl Pants Podcast. We would love it if you watched and subscribe. Please. Um, you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher. Um, oh, Spotify. Spotify. Um, and then uh, at our website, www.biggirlpantspod.com. Yay.
0: And Yay. you know, it's okay if you give us
2: five stars. <laughs> uh, it's not okay. It's required. Thanks Thank for Thank Thanks,
0: bye. Bye. <laughs>